Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Uh, any excuse to really play on with Thunderstruck, not necessarily tipping it in the Memsy, but look, any excuse for that kind of intro music, it is bloody, bloody good. Alright, this Thursday we are recording Thursday evening. All looking forward towards uh, Saturday. We're going to be obviously looking at the Rose Hill card and obviously the big races in Melbourne, Memsey Stakes, uh, crack and field for the Memsey. I'm really, really pumped for that. Um, hoping for a bit of uh, just continual good weather. There has been a bit of rain predicted, but hopefully we get through a couple of days out from September. And look, it's a pretty bloody exciting time. So a couple of weeks away and we're going to be talking Everest and we're going to be talking Golden Eagles and Cox Plates and Caulfield Cups and yeah. Just gets me, gets me going. All right, uh, if you have a, if you are new here, there is a couple of ones. Um, I apologise, it's on me for not getting another interview this week. We had Tommy Berry last week, and a lot of people liked it. We talked um, a lot about horses that he's uh, involved with in the coming spring, but also things like dealing with social media and abuse and stuff like that, which people don't really think of when it comes to being a jockey or a famous sports person. You hear it about rugby league players and stuff, and people stuffing up their same game multis. But imagine if you're a jockey. Race one, you're a hero. Race two, people are abusing you. So he talked about what he deals with there and, you know, helping out the young apprentices who are going through the same sort of thing. Uh, I've got uh, Tommy with me tonight, not Tommy Berry. I've got Tom White with me, my normal uh, normal form boy. And Kohai sent me a couple of notes. I think he's on the source tonight and playing a bit of pool. So he's uh, written a dead set novel. He has got back into his form. If you can, leave us a review. That is always very nice. We love that. Helps the show grow. All right, Tommy, welcome in. How are you? Yeah, good day, mate. Um, some really good racing. We had our first group one last week with Animo and um, it was it was dominant and some really cracking fields this week. Some really good horses um, returning and yeah, just so pumped. Um, finals footies almost uh, here. It's um, best time of the year. It is. How was um? You were up in Brizzy on the weekend. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Brizzy was good. Um, some good weather up there. Yeah, it was. It was. It was nice. Um, nice to get away for a bit. But yeah, uh, ready to get back and. Um, yeah, I still think it's the best time of year for these finals. Weather's getting warmer and some really good racing. Well, I guess we probably had like similar similar um, hotel rooms. <laughs> I saw your uh, mansion uh, penthouse that um, <laughs> you must get from the um, high rollers room that you're always in. But uh, It was yeah. one of the all-time upgrades. So for anyone listening, I stayed at the Star... I was in, the missus was in there, and we we stayed there Friday, Saturday, and booked, you know, when you're staying there, it's a fortune anyway for the weekend. Anyway, we booked one of the shit rooms, and it was a shit fight, log, I'm checking in, and everyone's packed and stuff, and then someone said hello, like one of the concierge people, and they moved me along, and then they looked at my member card, and they said, all right, come this way, I'm like, okay, and got checked in by this guy, and yeah, making a few jokes, and signed in, he goes, all right, you're, um... Giving you a bottle of red, you get a couple of free breakfast, a bit of credit each day for some drinks. I'm like, this is oh, fantastic. And then he, I go, as you do, you go, oh, am I off to my suite, am I? He sort of giggled and said, yeah, I've given you an upgrade. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Had no idea what that meant. And I'd pretty much booked a studio with two beds or whatever. And we then, well, when I went to the lift and I was level 15 and it only goes to 15, I'm like, am I up the very top? 
So I walk in and literally massive open plan thing, looked over, I went, I've got a balcony and had a massive balcony with like all these couches and chairs and shit all over it. Like you could have a party out there and looked around and I've got a staircase. I'm like, what the fuck? I've got stairs. It was literally bigger than any house I've lived in. And for whatever reason, got an upgrade and it was, yeah, it was pretty unreal. So a lot of wagering went done. I even got on the slots a bit. Yeah, when you're dropping five grand a day um, at the casino, <laughs> you, you'd expect um, a nice little upgrade. Yeah, My, um, expect Ibis, a drink. Um, one bedroom, at, yeah, Brisbane was uh, was great. Um, it was pretty much the same, but uh, just touch smaller. <laughs> it um look, it was, it was bloody fun. Like doing. Have you ever done the Harvest Buffet at the Star? You ever gone like dinner there? Like, it's like a big. You can do like seafood buffets or brekkies or anything like that. It's unreal. I, I remember a couple of times, me and the old man, when um, we sort of didn't have Christmas plans. I, I think we, we spent like three successive Christmases there, and it was fantastic. Absolutely. The seafood fantastic. thing? Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I've never seen a breakfast like it in my life. I've gone to buffets before, like hotels and shit, but this buffet was, yeah, you wouldn't want to eat dinner the night before. It was so sick. I was playing poker till two in the morning or something. I'm like, do I get a kebab? I'm like, no, I'm going to be eating in the next few hours. Yeah, man, buffets. And then they were, I've never done the seafood thing, but everyone there is the same, mate. It's a hundred bucks or whatever it is. And it is the most best hundred bucks you'll spend. Oh, it's so good. Um, I, I, a couple of times when I was young, I'd always hear my nanny going over there and they'd always have lunch there and she's this little old lady but she'd always she always had the best luck and she'd always come home with a story of, oh I've only used and I got the major feature that yeah. paid like 20 grand or something she just <laughs> she had the best luck out of anyone and always um whoever was whether she'd then shout um to the seafood buffet there and just always always a story I reckon there was there was a period there for six months. Once a week, she was just um, telling up. stories about, oh, yeah, unreal. Um, obviously, we, we'll talk about, obviously, Rose Hill like we normally do, but we might touch on a bit of Melbourne chat. And before we get into some of the cool races there, what are we making at Alligator Blood? So story was you're not running in Melbourne because the owners are all fruity, and then along comes Jerry Harvey to the rescue, and now it's running under him in the blue and white silks, and now he's favourite for the Memsey. Yeah, well, I... I wonder if it was any other race, um, if they would have cleared it so quick. But mm. the fact it's the Magic Millions Memsey, obviously Magic's uh, Millions. Yep. Good alliteration. With Jerry Harvey um, and allowing his horse to run because he's not cleared in Sydney yet. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a little bit of um, something there. But, um, if look, he, he seems to have paid it. I think, I think the rumour was uh, Jerry was still owed a fair bit of money from um, – from the original owner when he bought it at Magic Millions. So Jerry's one to buy horses and um, pretty well with him. There was, just going off topic a little bit, there was a little story coming out of the uh, Peter Moody podcast that Jerry and John Singleton have a $10 million bet with each other. Have you heard about this? So they've got a $10 million bet with each other. The first one to die has to pay the other 10 million. (laughs) What? Yeah, and the the thing is, they'll never know. The loser will never know that they've lost either. Yeah. But it's just a thing there. And I, I only read the article about it. I haven't actually heard it, but apparently went on to say that now every time that they see each other, they look each other up and down, 
to see how their health's doing. So um, they both uh, look how much closer they are to that 10 million. I mean, what a what a life! Imagine if imagine you had a 10 million bet on anything, but literally on your own life with um, with another bloody billionaire. Life styles are the richer than finance. Yeah, exactly. An inheritance, um, it's not going to be too happy with that. But uh, what do you, um, what do we make of very elegance around the other day? Look, I, I had a chat to a friend of the podcast, Chris Court, about it today, and I think uh, now the dust has sort of settled a bit. I, I'm actually not as concerned as a lot of people were. Um, look, she would have had to have done um, something pretty extraordinary to win that race. They were going slow and. Uh, they just got away from her. I think it was a bit of um, a bit of stuff with Frankie going out the back, and mm. he he um, he probably just read her, wrote her a bit too quietly. But it was the first time overseas. There's always going to be a bit of a lag first up as well, and I, I think she I think she improves off that. I'm I'm really not too disheartened like a lot of people are. I think I think she's a champion, and she'll definitely improve and. If she finds even a wet track and she can grow a couple of legs, I think, like, I I still think the arc's on the table. I, I reckon we see her have another run before, and if she goes really well, we might we might still might see her in an arc. Yeah, it was, um, there was obviously a lot of abuse for Frankie, but like you said, she, she, she sort of gave her a bit of a nudge at this six or 700, and she looked like she went for it, and then just went, nah, too hard. There's no one's making any... It was like a Rose Hill track, to be honest. No one was making any um, any ground on that track that day, but yeah, one more ride, one more race, I think, and then hopefully we'll see, see if she um, steps it up and could possibly do the arc, but baby steps, I think, obviously, first first run overseas, so... Um, We'll do a couple of races at Caulfield. We may as well, we were talking about that. We may as well do that before we get into Rose Hill. And I'm just going to start with the Memsey. We may as well. So I reckon it's a cracking field. Um, million dollar race, 1,400 metres. Alligator Blood is going around as favourite. So look, if you ask me, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have um, thought that it would be going up a favourite for this. But look, it won its last start up in um, Eagle Farm where Timmy Clark was aboard in a group one. So that was, it's 550. It was 650. Western Empire. Damien Lane's riding for O'Brien, the Perth horse. we got Tafane going around with John McNeil in the saddle. Elation, stepping up, but hasn't lost yet. Could make it four from four. Jamie Carr's aboard. Cascadian, my old mate. Blake Shin's back in Australia riding uh, Cascadian. You like it. And we got even... I played on with I'm Thunderstruck, and this, thought, this horse can pretty much do anything. It's eight bucks, and bloody hell. Snap Dancer's there. I remember you gave that a good push a while back when it won at Big Odds. Of course, I'm Mav, Dewis keep saying is going to win something good this prep and you even got really roughies like elephant and you said before we hit record that $81 is really rude for elephant so what do you make of the race cracking race absolutely cracking race as, as you've gone through it there's some real there's some champions there and that's not even mentioning things like Zarek and um, non-conformist dragon lead blind saber there there's some really good horses there look I am a big fan of Cascadia and I think um I think his trial was really good, and it was behind Animo and Profondo, who both ran really, really well first up. Animo obviously taking out the wink stakes, and Profondo having its one of its best runs ever, really behind it. And I think Cascadian was finding the line just as good as them. I think Blake Shin's going to be really hungry to get a win. He's already been back in Melbourne, and he's got suspended. But I, I think um, a big group one just to really... Um, Announce the fact he's back for um, and writing for James Cummings. I, I really like Cascadian here, but in saying that, there's there's some really good horses. I mean, Tafani's um, oh, 
champion won four group ones. Elation could be anything. I, I've heard a couple of people say they reckon Elation could go undefeated this prep. But this is a cracking race, and the uh, Alligator Blood drawing ones, uh, Damien Oliver aboard is going to have, um, going to dictate the race. But the one I'm really, really worried about is Western Empire. Um, Damien Lane, uh, Danny O'Brien, and just just lining up that Perth form mm. coming over here. Um, we've already seen there's uh, a couple of Bob Peters horses do really well, and this might be the best a lot. So just just the six dollars compared to the seven fifty Cascadia, and I and I think Cascadia's um, a bit better first up, where Western Empire might need a run, but um, it's a cracking field. Snap Dancer, I just got a spec fourteen hundred first up. I would have loved to see it in a in a sprint race, but they're obviously targeting a bit longer races, and it, Snap Dancer did pretty well in the um. Uh, the 1400 Tatsiara, I think it was, uh, coming second or third, uh, last run of its prep. So, mm. 1400 isn't a query, but maybe just first up. Deus is over the odds, but there was a bit of an injury cloud over it. Josh Carr going down to ride it, but I, I think I, who knows where Deus can end up if he continues his form. And, um, yeah, as you said, I, I, I don't, I don't think Elephant's an $81 chance. I think, um, I think he is a lot better than that, and maybe an each way bet there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cascadian. Um, I could I could talk about a few others as well, like I'm Thunderstruck and a few others. But I, I'm gonna go Cascadian. All right, Cascadian. It's about the seven fifty eight dollar mark with a little look on Western Empire. And like Tommy said, Western Empire. It's been on a big spell, two hundred and sixty six days. But if we look at a horse that we mentioned last week in Showmanship, which had squillion time off, came back around a shitty, not running a, I'm not going to say shitty, but running a heavy 10 track at Warrnambool, had a big layoff again and came back and got uh, a really good win last week, as did uh, Zoo Gotcha just quietly. We mentioned that last week. It was 51 bucks into 13 and Pikey got it home. So just remembered that one just then. Um, so that's the Magic Millions, Memsey Stakes. Two others I think we do at... Um, Melbourne, there was a shorty in a horse that I don't know too much about, but uh, Aft Cabin, uh, you mentioned it just before, it is three bucks into 250, Jamie Carr's aboard for Godolphin, it's uh, what two starts for a win, I don't know much about it, what do you think? Yeah, some really good judges have um, have it really, really um, up there, and I, I think 250 is still a bit over as I think it comes in, I I think this horse is really good. Uh, Jamie Carr on for James Cummings, taking it down to Melbourne. I, I, I think it's in with a massive chance here, and I think it's going to be hard to beat. Um, two two pretty good run uh, runs so far for its career, and um, a great win at Sandown last start. I, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's going to be really hard to beat. Right, Aft Cabin, and there was another one, and it was Passive Aggressive, which is going around in the Cockroom, race number seven. $2.20 now. It was two seventy they gave. Um, Jordan Childs rides for Beg. Hasn't lost yet. It's um, four from four, but it's up against the likes of Chain of Lightning, Isotope, Flying Mascot, Graceful Girl, which is um, the other Perth horse, and there's a bunch of others that most people know, Zuzarellas, She's All Class, Kiss on All Four Cheeks and stuff, but a lot of chat about Passive Aggressive as well. Coming off what? Two month spell or so, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a quality animal. It it proved um, it proved it was the real deal. Uh, last prep, winning some 
mm. Flemington, that listed race, um, been its last run, and and it's trod well um, as well coming back. So yeah. I, I look, I, I think it's the real deal as well. Um, Two twenty is very short, as you said. It's a really good field. Things like Isotope and Graceful Girl, Chain of Lightning, been really impressive, but. Uh, they're going to be on their game because I, I think passive aggressive is pretty good and um, Grunberg's got a really big opinion of it. So uh, we'll touch on Sydney in a sec and I think there's a couple of favourites there that look good, but I, I think passive aggressive is as good as anything on the day, really. Passive aggressive going to try and get to the front pretty quick? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, I, I haven't really looked too much of the um, rest of the field, but it's drawn pretty well. Um, Jordan Childs. Knows it very well, so um, yeah, it's got to be a bit of a question at Caulfield as well. Um, running there, but having having a couple of starts at Flemington mm. and um, Caulfield can be a bit suspect, and especially if we get a bit of rain, um, which they're forecasting as well, could um, throw the cat amongst the pigeons. But yeah, I, look, I um, I think it's drawn quite well. All right, that is uh, Melbourne. Let's go to Sydney. Let's have a look at Sydney. I'm my old mate Rose Hill, which is. I have a big love-hate relationship with. So, look, we return to Rose Hill. Um, currently a soft six. I guess there's probably a bit of a chance to improve if we hold off on some on some rain. The rail's true. And, look, as long as we play fair, it really shits me to no end when the bias is so extreme at Rose Hill. So, please, please, please. Um, Let's be let's be relatively fair, but we kick it off with a highway, which is always fun. We've got five fifty uh, Matty Dale's horse, which is Dream Game, drawn wide. That's the fave at five fifty Zaru. Don't mind the horse to be honest. It won its last start at Sydney at six bucks. We got a horse called Rebels Edge, which is Sammy Clipperton is riding. Barrier ten smacked twenty six bucks into nine, so good go. Sky Diamonds is there, drawn wide for Nash at nine fifty. Crop Duster Daksha. Back that last start, actually. I think J-Mac was on and came last. That was a, that was a fun one. A um, little bit of coin for Whispering K, but I guess the main one is um, Rebel's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was pretty good uh, at Musselbrook last start. I, th- I think they actually had an on for a highway recently as well, but uh, didn't accept. But, look, I think Saru winning that highway last start as well was very good um, two weeks ago. Just beating Statesville. I think it'll be hard to beat. Uh, Sky Diamonds, Kiki Dryden's always bringing quality. Uh, does really well at Rose Hill as well. And the other one at $11, I think Crop Duster, Duster Reese Jones, Jeremy Gass. Um, two two big wins in a row, one at Wellington and then an open uh, race at Coffs Harbour. He's sort of ta- been taking it around. But I think, um, I think a race like this, he could do do something as well. But, yeah, I, I, you're right. Rebels, Edge, hard to beat, but um, Zaru in winning form. And, and Dream Game, strong um, couple of wins in a row as well. But, yeah, I'll go Zaru. Zaru, Dylan Gibbons, claiming three, six bucks. But, like you said, uh, when Keithy brings him to town, 9.50 Sky Diamonds, keep an eye on it. Race number two is a 78 over 1,500 and Fruma. So, Look, I feel for you if you backed at last start, which was a very uh, leader bias track. Huey got to the back and just couldn't make ground. Um, 
to see the abuse, like we talked about last week with Tommy, the jockeys get the fuck it was overboard on Huey last start. But anyway, there's a dollar ninety five. We got Mystic Mermaid straight out to five dollars. Tommy's aboard for Chris Waller. It's um four forty. Little bit of a drift of fives. We got Roots, uh, Jam Mac and Waller six fifty. Hope in your heart. A little bit of a backing for Timmy Clark and Parker. It's fifteens in the nines. We got Air to Air. And a couple of others at odds. Good a bit of money for this. Um, hoping your heart. Yeah, well, you you look at Frumos and yeah, uh, hoping your heart was right next to it last start. Yeah, same um, race, yeah. And just yeah, just no luck for either of them, as you said. Um, what what was it to do? Like it was, um, he, he couldn't really go wide. They weren't coming from wide. They had to be on the rail and ride for luck there. So. I don't. Th- I don't think there's any blame with Huey, and clearly Waller wants to put Huey back on. So, look, if if everything goes right, Frumos going to be hard to beat. The um, I think the big problem with uh, the, I mean, the beauty of it is a small field, but um, mm. a thing like Mystic Mermaid drawing one, um, I think Tommy's going to be off and gone, giving him something to chase, but it might just spread the field out. Uh, nice for something like Frumos. Roots. Um, Fresh is going to be really interesting. What uh, McDonald on for Waller because uh, it can fly, and if we get a nice even track, I think um, I think we could see the best of Roots, and I think Roots is above this grade. So six fifty, I think's um, overs, but yeah, it, it's somewhere in that top four. I, I really like that top four. Maybe play around with some trifectas and first fours, but. Um, if, if all things even, I think Frumos, Frumos does win. But, yeah, um, Root's not too far away. Okay, Frumos and Roots. Like you said, Tommy Mai from Barrier 1 kick away, but also could the Ruffy, like the Ruffy Sally Pops is Barrier 2. It might has a bit of early speed too, which might piss off uh, Tommy. Definitely. So that'll be a bit interesting. Um, race 3 is a 2,000-metre race over at Roseville. Eh? Born a King, favourite. Dylan Gibbons claiming three for Chris. It's uh, 3.30 now, was 4.60. We got Ill Affair on the drift to 5.50. First lights there at 6.50. Oz Legend, Huey Bowman, 8.50. Then we go double figures pretty much for Head of State, Rondino, River County, Buck Dr. Evil. I've got nothing for this race. It's uh, relatively boring in my, in my eyes. What do you reckon? Well, um, you look at the trainer of the first five horses... Um, I think that pretty much says I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I I do think out of all of them, Borna King is the best chance, um, and they've put the three claimer on to give it some weight relief. But then you got to look at Ill Affairs being running okay, and McDonald goes on it, so maybe there's a little push there. But the um, the the big owners in Coolmore and uh, Bonho. Will definitely be um, expecting both their horses to run well, and I, I look it, it. It did nothing, and then it's gone out and it's trialed again, and um, they'd be desperate for this colt to um, come back and deliver. I'm I'm going to be aware there because I just uh, I think it is a quality animal and and big big stable Coolmore. I think it has to run really well. Um, but look, it's as you said, mate. It's such a tough one. Borna King, I think, is the the um, the best horse there, but maybe just too much weight and um, yeah, there's just well, mind games everywhere. I'll go ahead of state. All right, looking at um, so Kohai sent me a bunch of notes as well. I'm just going to go off what he's gone. He agrees. He thinks Borna King will be hard to beat, but if he has a bonus bet, he's going to be having it on Rebel County. So Rebel County's at tens. 
In race two, he's happy to stick with Frumos. And race one, he was... Oh, yeah, he likes back Zaru on the nose. You guys are pretty similar. All right, race number four, the midway. And Diamond Diesel, great name. Uh, Dylan Gibbons, he's on another fave. This is good. Uh, claiming three for Duggan. It's 550. We've got Air to Air, obviously, Jewel Nommed at sixes. Leave Me Some at 650. Noble Soldier. What Abuela for Willie Pike. What's that paying? Eight fifty in from twelves. Herb, another great name. Nines. I see things. Oakfield Arrow, Highball, and Nick Tock. Oxford Tycoon. Oh, look, tough one. What do you think? Midway, always tough. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit tough. Look, um, I'll go through a couple of things. I know uh, Ron Duffy and Brad Gray uh, saw eye to eye with I see things, um, having a little troll in between races and coming back and thinking it's going to go very well and John Thompson now um, entering these midways is going to, going to be tough to beat. Uh, Edouard still needs to gain a slot. I don't Oh, maybe there is a scratching now, so he might get in. Uh, so that's interesting. Look, um, Why can't Oakfield Arrow win again? Uh, yeah, get to that. Um, yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive last start. Brad tipped it last start, I think, on top at like 10s or 11s. Uh, yeah, and okay. I think she quinelled it. She just beat her other horse in that same race. Yeah. And um, Tommy Sherry's he's good in these midways as well. Does really is really consistent and beat a few others in this race. But maybe things get more a bit more even. I actually I like Noble Soldier. I think it's been um, very consistent this prep, and it was unlucky not to get over the top of Oakfield Arrow. It was it was very close and. Um, I think it's been a bit more consistent this week. Uh, you can touch on Robert and Luke Price. They're, they're fine at the moment. They had some really sad news through the week. I was with, about to mention, yeah. That was devastating. Yeah, uh, Counter Rupee. Um, such a promising prep. Uh, a lot of people wanted to see it. I think it was the best back for the Epsom. But um, I think they've just gone gone from strength to strength and they've found the best of Noble Soldier. And I, um, I want to be with it. But, yeah, it's such a tough race. I... I Diamond Diesel as well, very impressive, winning its last two. But yeah, pick pick who you like. If you like something, I can't talk you out of it because there's there's a few more I could touch on. It's it's such an open race, very open. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Oakfield. Maybe each way, good for a place as well. Um, fourteen hundred meter race benchmark a hundred. Don't often see him, and we got Grace and Harmony. Karen McAvoy is riding. Haven't seen his name up at the top for a while. Um, four dollars into three forty. Got old flame fives to four twenty. Blazer trail at four eighty. True detective seven fifty on the drift from fives. Arctic thunder on the drift as well. Trying to see if anything's been backed. Not really. So looks like Grace and Harmony and um, old flame at the top of the market. Yeah, um, Grace and Harmony was massive last start. Um, first up run. I mean, Yukon just sort of led and went all the way, but. Um, Made up a bit of ground, a fair bit of ground, and did, was really strong. And, and form has been franked out of that race already with Niffler and a couple of others coming out and um, performing. So, look, I think that's the form guide. I think Grace and Harmony is the um, the horse to follow, um, especially if it can recreate what it did first up and uh, find the line really strong. Blazer Trail, though, if if we get a nice good track and. Um, we dry out. I'm I'm really concerned about it. It was um, it won the Mildura Cup last start, and I know David Eustace was tipping it as well, and to do pretty well. It's only 54 kilos here, and um, 
Yeah, they've been finding the best um, of Blazer Trail and uh, winning two um, two of its three starts mm. this prep as well. So, look, I think Grace and Harmony is the stronger horse, but yeah, if we get a nice dry track, I'll be looking towards Blazer Trail. All right, um, Coe can't go between Blazer Trail, Old Flame, and Grayson Army with the tears with you as well. I think Blazer Trail's good one. Brenton's flying as well. Um, Eleven hundred meter seventy eight is next, and Fire goes around at a dollar ninety for Pikey and the Hawks was two thirty. It's now a dollar ninety coming off its second uh, to Chain of Lightning at Flemington. Quick Tempo is going around. J Mac is award for Minaverni. Minavini. They say his last name. Um, that ran a. I thought that was going to be a really sure thing, free place bet uh, last start. Ended up coming fourth to Shades of Rose. Uh, that's nine bucks into four sixty. So been smacked there. Rubinocci, Sam, Sammy Clifford, and Joe Pride six dollars twenty one dollars into sixteen for Monty Ditto, and we're getting same for a couple of others at decent odds. Uh, Fire dollar ninety, but quick tempo is well back for J Mac. Yeah, well, as you said, mate, like, um, thought it'd go a bit better last start, but it just, it missed the jump and it was, and it's still rocketed home for fourth. So, and now McDonald's on. Yeah, and J-Mac's so, on. Um, look, I think the price discrepancy is a bit, um, yeah, it's, it's probably a bit unfair because I, I actually like quick tempo, but what you, what you're betting on is if it jumps and, um, performing its best, uh, cause it, it has been flashing home, but it hasn't been winning where fire is really impressive and arguably could have been three for three um, over the last three starts. So um, mm. I think it got a bit lost, yeah, at Flemington, but it, I, I still think the run was massive, Pikey on for the Hawks. Look, it's... Uh, I think at the price, I want to be with Quick Tempo, but you could easily see fire winning, uh, especially if um, Quick Tempo... Poe does miss the start, but Mark Menavetti, I think he's a really good trainer, and he he's got some really good horses running well. Um, yeah, just just maybe, um, yeah, toss the coin. Toss the coin. All right, race number. What do we got? Seven. First leg of the quaddy and Waterford, something you mentioned to me before you started recording, so you can go into it when you get into it. Tommy Berry is aboard for Chris at four dollars to three seventy. Kalino at four forty. Big go for Calipore. Dylan uh, riding for Chris Lee's at sixteens into six fifty. Good money for El Rocco, Karen aboard, uh, $13.850. AC Express at 10s, Arnaqua at 14s. A little bit of coin for Gracil uh, how do you say it? Gracilli? Can't spare. $23 to 14 Huey's aboard for Walla, and we got Canasta, obviously, 18s. Um, look, a couple have um, been well-backed here. Yeah, definitely. Um, Waterford. So it's a British import coming over here, and I think was got an opinion of it. Whether it um, does well first up, I think, um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to watch. Obviously, Barry on uh, riding that 53-and-a-half where McDonald goes to the heavier weight with Kalino for Chris Waller. Kalupo for Chris Lee's very strong horse doing Gibbons claiming the three. It's going to be... Uh, and you go to AC Express, El Rocco, and I really like Arnaco. I was on it um, first up when it won, and we saw the old Arnaco perform really well. i probably got to have something on Arnaco at the $14, but the top... Uh, the two Waller horses interest me. I think I've been hearing Epsom for Waterford. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see how it goes first up if it if it does um, does better field like this, where it goes to from there. 
Um, Colino's been really consistent as well, so it, it scares me, and I, I, I really want to back Colino as well. So it, it's probably a watch and see with Waterford back uh, on a each way and maybe something on Colino as well. Um, what, pro, what price we reckon? What, what, what price did you get for Waterford in your futures? Uh, I got forty one dollars, and I think already nice. today it's uh, forty one dollars into twenty sixes with the tab. Um, it's very well backed here, and it was backed straight away. So maybe there is a bit of stable money in um, in uh, Waterford, and maybe they think the horse is going well. So that could be a guide. Maybe just see what the market does on the day. Is this something you and Kohai talked about? Because he sent me a note saying have a couple of bonus bets for the Epsom on Waterford, but he also likes Colino. Yeah, I think we both got the same bit of mail from um, young Chris Court. So um, hopefully that wasn't secret mail. But yeah, um, (laughs) no, actually what what he said as well was um, McDonald was interested in the ride. But I think 53 and a half for him at the moment is probably a bit too much. And if he does get to an Epson, even a bit lighter. But um, even after that, we're both talking about it and he could could run on uh, do what um, Colding did and go to a Golden Eagle as well. It's at that right age, that European horse coming over and Epsom into Eagle. Um, yeah, we've seen Waller do it before. So interesting to see, but I don't think it's in the Eagle market just yet. Yeah. All right. We go to the up-and-coming stakes, which is, I think it's a group three, um, Conqueror. Willie Pike aboard, $3.80, a little bit of a drift. We've got Kibbo, four forty. dollars uh, Regan Bayless is riding, uh, coming just a touch. A little bit of money for Basquat. Basquat, I think that's how you say it. J-Mac and Chris, love it when you see J-Mac riding a horse that was open at 10s. It's now 7s. Uh, Charlatan at 8s. We've got Legal Thoughts at 10s. We've got Back Rower. I think I backed that last star where it came second. I think I did last time it ran at Rose Hill. And we've obviously got Hell I Am, Williamsburg, Ringmaster, a bunch of those. What do you think? Up and coming. Yeah, I think it's a good race. Um, look, yeah, again, I could I could talk about a few of them. Uh, Hell, I am been running really well. Ringmaster trials well coming into this. Shatalan, uh, I spoke about at length as a two year old. Um, seems to have come back pretty well. Bas uh knows alternate. I think Cornwall have a share in it. Um, I like Kaboo. I, I talked about it last start when it um, had nothing go right for it and still managed to come forth. I, I think they're a big opinion of this horse, and I, I think it'll do pretty well. Um, I want to be with Kaboo. I think 440 is good. I, I think it's the best horse in the race, and it does pretty well. Uh, it maps well. Regan Bayless, Gay and Adrian, yeah, 53s and a good weight for it. The, the one I'm worried about, uh, well, one of the ones I'm worried about is Williamsburg. Um, it's carrying 59 kilos, but I think it is a quality animal coming back here and uh, at home could do pretty well. And the other one was the uh, last start winner. Uh, what about something like Ringmaster? Tommy aboard. Yeah, Ring- it's 31s to 19s. Oh, really well. I. Th- I- as I said, you can make the case. Hell, I am one these. last start. Yeah. Um, I, I could talk a few of these up. Even um, Golden Mile, light, lightly raced, but I, I think Kibu wins this race, to be honest. Um, all, all things even. Back row, I, I was on it as well, and he thought it won. And 
Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough race, but I think Kibu is is the um, best horse in the race. All right, Kibo for you, Basquat or Basque for Koei, that's at sevens. Um, we go to race number nine, the San Domenico. Um, best of Bordeaux, I think this is a great bet. Um, even though it's a little drift today, I think it's a goodie. J-Mac for Fogden, it is $2.40. It's um, coming off a bit of a spell. God, about a year. I can't remember what's last run. Back in March or so. It's trialled pretty well, though. Uh, Natuno is there. It's uh, second line of betting. Huey Bowman's aboard for Tony Gollan. $6. We've got Spacewalk. Um, look, I, this last start, Spacewalk, I backed the winner, Zuccarino, and unbelievable last 10 metres. If you haven't watched the race, have a look. For however it won, um, I was pretty shocked. It looks popped its head out, and our friend Brad Gray um, had Spacewalk at $26, so he was sick on the floor. Um, Zuccarino goes around in this race anyway, so they're both pretty much the same odds. They're both 8 and 8.50. Um, Swiss Exiles there at 9.50. Promido, little bit of coin for it today. Nash is aboard. Ebar, Sebenak, Cannonball. It's a pretty good, pretty good race, I reckon. But best of Bordeaux, I reckon it's going to be pretty bloody tough to uh, beat Tommy if it does get... Um, I guess if it gets to the front pretty easily, but there's a plenty of speed in this race. Yeah, loves Rose Hill, and I can tell you when its last run was, it was second in a golden slipper. Oh, who, there you go. Um, and they know that because I backed it very Who won the slipper? Fiber. Golden slipper. Fiber? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so running for Aquist there. Now Coolmore have taken um, controlling interest in it, paid a lot of money for it, and it'll be a cult standing at Coolmore when it's retired, and... If it does really well in this race, it's trialled really well. And if it um, wins this race well enough, we could see it in a Everest mm. under Coolmore. So, um, Mc- Clipperton off, McDonald in. Look, I think Clipperton got the best out of this horse, but um, he's the best in the world, McDonald. So, um, it's got to be... It's got to be interesting to see it. Look, um, I, I want to tell you that there's um, a few other horses, but uh, to back, but I, I think Best of Bordeaux is the best horse in this race, and its trial was massive. And yeah, Best of Bordeaux, I think, wins this race. All right. I want to back something each way. It's the one I want to say. I think it's been um, Prometheus. Well, it's gone uh, two starts with Christian Wraith on it, uh, um, winning one at Newcastle, one in town. And um, this horse could be anything, and Nash comes on now for David Atkins. I really want to um, play, uh, pay close attention to this horse because I think there's a bit of X factor about it. Zuccarino was impressive last start. Uh, Natuno, Spacewalk, you can make some cases for Buenos Noches, one run, one win. But uh, Best of Bordeaux, I think, mm. wins this race easily. All right. So, yeah, Best of Bordeaux, I'm with you. I agree. Um it could be a bit of a star in the making. Like you said, Everest chat, um, it could get the Coolmore slot. And it currently sits, what is it, sixth in the line of betting. So you want the only horses in front of it, Nature Strip, Marzu, Classique Legend, Eduardo, and Lost and Running. It's on the same level of betting as Mars Crusader. So look, that obviously speaks wonders. And look, if it doesn't run, you get your money back. So it may as well worth a couple of bucks. If you back it early, $15. If it wins on the weekend, it may come in just a touch. Um, race number 10, last of the day, and we've got a 88 to finish things off in Shades of Rose. So if anyone's done their ass that day, I can best believe that everyone who's going to be riding J-Mac on the Bjorn horse uh, at the end of the day, I sure was last time it ran around and blitzed them last start when he beat Monty Ditto, won by about four lengths. 
Absolutely killed it. Um, Maltai going around as second favourite at 6.50. Sammy Clippard in a ball. We've got Sir Lemur, which had a great win the other week, um, also at Rose Hill. And um, Huey Bowman keeps the ride. That was a good one. That's at $8. We've got Hellfest at 11s. Conscript, good horse. 12s. We've got Easy Single. Also, I didn't even want to think about that race. I had one of the bad beats of my all-time there. Um, according to uh, protests, uh, Daj Run and Dream Circle, etc. There's a bunch of roughies there, but the Shades of Rose just win. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. The punters just keep backing it. Um, last year starts they got the money with it, and um, yeah, it, it'd be hard to go against again, uh, especially since I love Rose Hill so much. Uh, Mountoy, the the gear changed help first up. The um, the gilding operation seemed to get the best out of Mountoy, and look if they've um, continue to ride it as as um, they did first up. It's going to be really interesting. I, I do think that 1,200 might just see it out too much. Sir Lemur, Scratch from Melbourne, a run here. you got to think Wallers. I, I think he'd had it pretty easy in Melbourne, and he scratched a run here, so you got to think he's a massive chance, um, or he thinks he's a massive chance to knock these off. Um, it's been consistent, easy single, very consistent. But what I want to say at odds, I think over the odds is $34 is Tri-State. Um um, I know Anthony Cummings, big fan of his horse, and then had a couple of injuries coming back in an easier race here. If um, if everything's right with it, I really um, I really think thirty four dollars or seven dollars a place just on Tommy Berry for Tri State. I think it's um, I think it's a really good price. So um, just watch it, but it's yeah, Shades of Rose going to be hard to beat. Shades of Rose. All right, $2 for Shades of Rose. You're not going to get any better, I doubt, on the day. All right, what's your best? I'm going to have to go with something like Best of Bordeaux. I know it's drifted 20 cents today, but I still like it. Are you going to be sitting in Rose Hill? Are you getting ahead to Caulfield? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's a tough one. Look, I I can't argue with you with Best of Bordeaux. I think it's... um. I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good horse, and I think it's going to do pretty well. I, I'd probably say maybe passive aggressive. Then in Melbourne, um, it's yeah, it's running really well, and um, I want to be with it going forward. So maybe best of Bordeaux all up, passive aggressive. All right, best of Bordeaux, passive aggressive. I love both of them. All right, mate. Uh, fingers crossed we have another good one. We're very close to all the big races coming back, and keep an eye on Waterford if you want to have a little futures wager. Do so if it runs well on the weekend. And a couple of these run well on the weekend. Obviously, future price is going to come in. So it's worth having a little peek before they jump, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know I'm, I'm eagerly glued to um, some futures markets um, getting ready, especially there's a there's cut markets and everything. Um, we're seeing the good horses return. So wherever you can get an edge, it's um, very profitable to get one. So... Yeah, keep keep eyes peeled. Also, um, horse going around at Kembla Grange. Which horse? Race five, uh, race five number two. Little tip from Ray Thomas through the week um, that it's a good dolphin horse called Competitive. Um, it worked with Spacewalk through the week and um, it 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 kept up with him and and did very well and Cummings very glowing of it. So um, there's no market out for it at the moment, but. Um, oh, competition. I competition, it's called. Zach Lloyd's yeah. writing. Okay. Yeah, so watch out for that one. Hopefully we go up a good price. Okay. All right. Um, all right, best of luck, mate. Storm, Storm going to win this week? 
Yeah, big big game Friday night against the Chooks. So um, I think they get a few players back, but we'll definitely see where we're at after the game. I think it's going to be one of the games um, of the year. They play some crackers between them, the Storm and the Chooks. All right. Best of luck, mate. Fingers crossed. All the best. Catch you later. See you, mate.